Hey, this is Declan with the AI Optimist, and I'm approaching you people first, myself first this week, to talk about what I call a vision for the future of privacy, Harmon AI, like Harmony, AI privacy for people first. Now picture a world where technology doesn't peek over your shoulder, but shields you from prying eyes, where AI actually acts like a friendly companion guiding and assisting us. So let's capture this vision because in the past decade, as I talked last week, and you can listen to last week's pod, it's really sort of odd. They're really, privacy just sort of came and went. We all get tracked, searched, governments, big tech are doing things. Teenagers are looking at social media. Buying and selling data is happening. Well, what can we do? So let's reimagine privacy with what I'm calling as this idea is Harmon AI, ushering in a new dawn. So. Remember how cool it was when your phone knew the nearest pizza place and your smart speaker played your favorite tune before you even asked or thought maybe that it was listening to you, which may or may not be true. But every click, every pause, every search, literally, is tracked, stored, and analyzed. Now, it seems like a fair trade-off with what we got, but were we given any choice? Well, what if AI could still offer that convenience without compromising? So I want you to imagine an AI so advanced that it actually understands the value of discretion. Instead of whispering your secrets into the vast databases of big tech companies, it safeguards them like a loyal friend and actually gives you a choice. So instead of selling out to advertisers or letting governments peek into your daily routine, this AI stands guard, emphasizing harmony between human and machines, protecting your privacy, Harmon AI, and it's dedicated an AI to doing what AI does really well, giving us more and more things we're capable of doing and augmenting and adding to our life. So with AI putting people first, we can go re-explore the internet without hesitation, without being bothered. So let me give you a little pop quiz. What would you do if your AI could make recommendations without storing your personal data or forcing you to go into deep, laborious files, clicking things you really don't understand? What if you could confidently discuss sensitive topics, knowing your conversations aren't being monitored or sold? And if your digital actions led to personal growth without any external entity knowing, without your permission, and if it's cool, you can give them your permission. So, Imagine where schools could integrate AI tools without risking student data, where your business could go on ChatGPT and not feel like you're giving away your business secrets because you don't own ChatGPT, where healthcare could give you AI-driven predictions and your personal health, you feel good. See, this is a positive future. This is what's in store. Remember, the future is ours to control despite what you read. See, the initial wave of AI got privacy wrong. We can reshape that narrative towards a people first. In this new era, instead of asking what data are we willing to give up, which is just crazy. Rather, what if it asked, how can technology amplify the best of humanity without any compromises? So journey together in this inviting future where AI actually respects our privacy, celebrates it, and safeguards it. You on board? Well, as Frank Zappa said, without deviation from the norm, 
progress is not possible. And one thing that AI and privacy has done is it keeps repeating stuff we like. Instead of giving us uncharted territories, fresh ideas, or giving us opposing viewpoints and letting us understand a deeper meaning. This is what it can do if we take four user-first approaches to privacy. What I'm going to talk to you about is a vision of privacy where it's consent-led data sharing. Before anyone accesses your data, it has to tell you why and how it will be used. And we grant permission. It's not assumed. It's not what's called an opt-out where if you don't do it, they just take it. And that's what just happened with Zoom this week, where they had everybody sign up and say, yeah, this is great. We'd love to use AI, not telling you they're storing your meetings, your summaries in their AI. You basically just gave them permission, and they sort of didn't ask. And that's very common in our world. So what if we had privacy profiles? For example, let's say I love to go shopping where it knows my preferences and sizes for better recommendations. That would be my shopping profile. A browsing profile might restrict almost all personal data because I don't really need them. And it's really just sold to advertisers because the core is, the problem with privacy is, all these businesses have ad-driven models. They're in control, not us. And they really didn't give us a choice. And now they're all saying, oh, AI is going to destroy us. No, it's going to give us a choice. What if you could set the lifespan to turn it on or off? Go to my article that I've written. It's going to go deeper than this podcast if you're interested. But most important, shouldn't we have transparent AI reporting? You know, we can ask for this now, where if we ask, they actually tell us what they're looking at and what data points influence that decision. Now, you may not be interested in that, but shouldn't you have the right to know what people are doing with your data and not have to feel like you have to ask your you know, neighborhood tech expert or child who's better at a computer than you to do this? See, a new age of data reckoning is here. We have a chance. We can get legislative checks. We can be educated both from our time we're growing up and all of us who are catching up right now. And they should have opt-out mechanisms, which are there, but they're sort of hidden. They should work for us. So let me talk to you about where we're breaking echo chambers, where we have AI watchdogs assigned to watch out for us. The difference is we're not serving businesses or governments. The AI serves the individual. And while this may not work in China, everywhere else individual rights are being looked at. And we want to empower the user and actually have universal data rights, a universal declaration of digital rights, ensuring everyone's rights to their own data. You would, governments and Businesses would need consent to find your data. So instead of having to assume that they're going to take everything unless you tell them not to, there's a fundamental right to privacy, consent over assumption. And the goal here is not only to make it better for you to take all these great tools without feeling like everything you do is being watched, because right now they're watching us in the real world, they're watching us where we travel, they're watching everything you do. And what's interesting is this will help restore trust in the tech that in a recent survey of looking at what people were really wondering about regulation, 82% said don't let those big techs or governments be in charge. Let us have a voice, a vote. And this is what I'm going to talk to you about. And if you're in the tech end, take a look at what I talk about, the unrealized power of anonymization and tokenization. I won't bore you who aren't into it, but this can actually be done where when you go online, every time you go, your identity isn't shared unless you let them. And this starts from your desktop, from your device. And it's dynamic where every time you go, a new token is generated and it goes through, last tech word, a DPN, a decentralized privacy network, no centralized server, so no hacking. And everything that goes out with you is anonymized and you don't have to go download some fancy thing. Because we're talking about personal content without privacy invasion. That's what I'm talking about in terms of being an AI optimist. We can actually do all this, learning and growth being the center of what AI does with you as an agent for you, not to take your data and sell you and your behaviors to some advertiser. And if you want to, like I said, when I go shopping, that doesn't bother me. But I should not just be shopping. Sometimes I want to look, I want to research, I want to discuss, improving productivity and allowing us to do this offline so we're not always online, not always being watched. This is all possible and allow Diverse monetization. So businesses just don't rely on ad-driven revenue. That is one of the core reasons you have no privacy. Companies can monetize AI agents through premium features, direct sales, or specialized training like a language learning assistant. See, the digital landscape that we've been in has been dominated so long by an ad-centric approach. We act like there's nothing else. And I can guarantee you, 
as being a marketer and an entrepreneur, those in charge don't want that to change. So what we're talking about is Harmon AI, your personal growth catalyst. I want you to imagine not only what privacy does, but what AI can do for you. So for example, let's say Harmon AI was just an idea word I use because it sounds like Harmony. You're waking up in the morning and alongside the usual headlines, you get a curated story from something you wouldn't typically read. And it suggests to you that maybe you'd like to take a look at it, offer a fresh viewpoint. What it does is what Zappa was saying in that quote, you don't deviate from the norm, you stay the same. It's actually into your growth. And let's say you're listening to a podcast. Maybe it could suggest alternatives. In other words, it doesn't try to get you to do the same thing, see the same people, live in an echo chamber. This all has to do with your privacy. The reason this is happening is because you don't have any privacy. And maybe you want to watch a movie. It might suggest something. And by the way, you can turn this off. Broadening horizons, feedback and growth, breaking the echo chambers. So what I'm talking about is an agent that would reside on your computer or your mobile device that works for you, that actually seeks out stuff you want or not, that allows you to set privacy levels, like a shopping level versus a browsing level versus a family level. Maybe with your kids who are growing up, you can actually help them turn it off so that they get off social media and aren't into what's called attention addiction. Because most of what we have now is built on manipulating your attention. So embracing the vision means that this means we can go Focus on open source, by the way, because if it's only run by the big companies and governments, we're just going to live in this weird surveillance world. There's other possibilities, and this actually works. This will be such a shift, and I want you to know that we have those choices. We have the capability to do it. After all, humans connect with technology, not just computers and devices and advertisers and government. Instead of the top-down level that's being sold to you, hook, line, and sinker, we need to step up and own it and realize this is us. We can actually control it and not be controlled and still feel safe, protected, have our privacy under our control, and allow that because flipping control to people leads to personal business and societal growth with the power of privacy, real privacy. It's a world we haven't seen, and together we can make it happen by enhancing and serving humanity's needs instead of just companies and governments. And I'm not anti-business, I'm pro-us. Because while challenges are significant, the path towards a digital renaissance, where AI is a collaborator aiding human growth, it's not only believable, it's possible. And this is why I'm the AI optimist. Because if you just follow what people are saying, think this is a big black box, we'll get stuck with more of the world that's just watching us instead of giving us more abilities to do things, empowering us, and protecting us with the power of privacy. My name's Declan, and I'm done with this week's AI Optimist. Take care, and I'll see you next week.